words unsaid, just lonely feelings left away in my head. Hello and welcome to the Consensus Podcast. Hey. Hello. Hey. So I just want to say, start off by saying thank you to all our listeners and our subscribers and everyone that engages with our platform. Um, We really appreciate you and we always appreciate your questions and hearing topics that you'd even like us to cover. Um, So if you would like to join the conversation, please at us and tag us and use the hashtag consensus podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter and on Instagram. And that's the underscore consensus underscore. So that's the housekeeping out of the way. Let's get (laughs) on to the introductions. So you may be thinking, oh, this is a new voice I'm hearing. So um, I'm going to introduce myself first. I am Shakalish. I am the new member uh, of the Consensus team. Who do, you, who do you represent? I'm representing the Green Party. Okay. And um, so just a little bit about myself, a little bit about my background. I have been a party member for three and a half years. Uh, years and um, have been a parliamentary candidate and stood for local elections and I'm also currently the candidate for Brent and Harrow for the 2020 London Assembly. Um, I'm a yoga teacher by day (laughs) and um, passionate about the environment, about animals and about holistic wellness. So that's me in a nutshell and uh, I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Koyan and I'm a Conservative supporter. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm um, a Labour and Cooperative member. So, yeah. Okay, so let's just get right stuck in. So we're just going to um, just give a quick overview of everything that we're going to be discussing today. So as as I'm sure you're all aware, we are really in to the heart of this election campaign now. So we're just going to talk about the election, how we think it's going. Um, We're also going to cover the TV debates. Um, And then towards the end, we're also going to look at online abuse and also um, talking about our campaign that we have put out to address this and to try and get more civility in politics and in debates. So let's jump right in. Ladies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How do we feel like this election is unfolding? I don't know. I just, I feel like it's normal. I just feel like it's like the 2017 general election. It's going quite quickly, actually. Yeah. Mm. Because it's about how many weeks now? About three and a bit weeks left. Yeah. It's going quite quickly. Nothing dramatic has really happened. I mean, I guess now that um, the manifestos are coming out, um, it's going to like liven up a bit um, so we can actually see what exactly they're proposing. And um, some have already released them. Um, But by the end of next week, it should be full swing. Yes, I agree. And then obviously we'll, there'll probably be more television debates. And mm. on top of that, people are going to actually be scrutinising the, you know, the content of each um, party's manifestos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Because obviously, you know, just before the manifestos, there's all this speculation yeah. mm-hmm. and all the parties are just... Um, saying oh we're going to do this we're going to do that but it's not it's even not fully costed or you know they're not giving you much context to how they're going to achieve this whatever but now that you know liberal democrats and the greens and labor have released their Mm -hmm. um their manifestos i think it's gonna be interesting and i'm just waiting for the conservative one yeah so i know the conservatives should be next week 
Uh-huh. Oh, next week, isn't it? Not by Monday. Yeah. So next, uh, yeah, it should be the beginning of next week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's a bit. Um, yeah, they don't. Re- yeah, I think they're trying to do that because they're trying to steal stuff from other people's policies. But anyways, <laughs> that's Jen, that's that, speculation. No. That's, my own. that's the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, that's my own opinion. It's probably been in the works for a while, but you know they don't really like. Um, bringing the manifesto out straight away especially because of last year i think they're more cautious because the manifesto was one of the reasons for their downfall there were so many errors with regards to the wording and what they put inside of it and that was probably one of the detriments for theresa may as well so i I Mm. think i'm just my opinion they're probably being a bit more careful with regards to that um being yeah. less complacent potentially yeah and making sure that what is inside is not gonna be to their detriment like know. it was in 2017 I'm, and that's that's just yeah, what no, i no, think no, I'm, I'm, not I'm just sure. thinking because i'm just like as soon as boris was elected in he was announcing all of these different policies so i'm sure yeah. that you know, it's not just him them. though no, that's true but then if he if he doesn't agree with stuff i'm sure he can tell them not to put it in the manifesto so. yeah but yeah we'll yeah. see but also, I think our um, next week we'll be having a episode solely based on the manifesto. Yes. So that will be a good thing for you guys to watch out for if you're confused. Because manifestos can be hundreds of pages, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. How, Lab- how long is the labor one? Is 107. I started wow. looking at it today, and I was. Oh, you um, have? Yeah, I started tweeting about it. But girl, that thing is so long. Exactly. I just I had to take a break and tell people I'm coming back. <laughs> And not everyone's going to look at it. Like 107 yeah. pages, that's so long. So obviously it'll be good to condense it down so that people kind yeah. of know. However, there is an easy read. If you go onto the website, you can um, you can um, look at it and yes. pick the sections you want to look at. But I looked, I was looking at the PDF because, just because there's a lot of stuff that may not be on the actual website. Because you know how they try to condense it down to easy read? Yes. There oh, might be okay. stuff. So with the PDF, it's... It's more, I felt like it was more, um, not inclusive, what's the word I'm trying to use? Was like it there was more, more in depth? In depth, it? that's the yeah. word. It was more in depth um, to um, the website, which is why I wanted to read it. So that okay. if people ask me questions, I'm able to answer it. That's yes. good, actually. Um, I think it's always re- better to read the full content if you can. Yeah. And mm. like you say, you can click on the chapters and most, yeah, for, that's the same for the Green Party. There's mm. the full the full PDF and then there's an easy read okay, um, sort of breakdown of it. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. But yeah. Okay. So, shall we talk about a little bit about uh, TV debates? Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is, seems to be quite an Americanized mm. uh, culture, this thing of having TV debates. Yeah. This is fairly mm. recent, I think, for us in the UK. Yes. I think it's like, did it not start in 2015? Did Because that was when uh, David Cameron, Nick Clegg and uh, oh, Gordon Brown. 20, 2010? Yeah. Wait, did Gordon Brown do it as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't wow. think David Cameron even wanted to do that one as well. Because, you know, when you're, an, when you're a leader it's diff- or a prime minister, um, you don't really want to do television debates because you have more to lose than, yeah, you know, that, the, the, your opposition. Yeah. But yeah, God, that was such a long time ago. Imagine Gordon Brown, Ed yeah. Miliband. Gosh, I mean, I Nick Clegg, sorry, not Ed. Nick Clegg. I don't remember the 2000... I'm, I thought it was 2015, you know, because I remember seeing David Cameron, Nick Clegg. Wait, was Nick Clegg? So yeah. they, had, they, had, they had two. So they had one in 2010 and then I think the one in 2015 was with everyone. So I think there was more people in the 2015 one. 
Gosh, okay. I don't remember that either. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember but, that. I, I remember the 2015 one. I definitely remember that. But yeah. you said the 2010, so yeah. I really, I agree, I believe that there was one then. So generally, like in terms of um, like before we kind of talk more specifically about the television debates that happened this week, mm-hmm. um, like how do we feel about that as a as a format in general? Is do we think is it important? Like, is it a good thing that um, is it a good way of imparting information to the electorate? Wait, what do you think about the um, the debates before we get, get well, into it? I think that um, I think that any exposure of the electorate to the people that they're voting for um, is a good thing, um, but I'm not sure that the format really lends itself to really imparting real good information mm. that really informs the electorate and help yeah. puts them in a position to make. <clears throat> Uh, better choices about who they're going to vote for um yeah that would be my i agree i thought like um well the the one specifically on um was it tuesday or wednesday that came on tuesday. um it was um it just kind of reminded me like we were back in the house of commons oh gosh, yeah. and and you know it was head to head with the opposition and um the prime minister that's how i felt mm. like yes they were talking about specific policies but i, I also felt like um you know, the moderator could have mm. done more in terms of, you know, the questions and ensuring that they were actually answering the questions, you yeah. know. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, as you said, the, the format needs to be better. Yeah. And then also what I want to know is in terms of the audience, who are the audiences mm, yeah. that they get? How was it advertised? Yeah. There, there was I saw like in the background... Um, there were lots of people, but I was just thinking, how were these people picked? How were they chosen? How were, yeah, how were they chosen? Where did um where did they advertise this? Because mm. I I there's people on that I follow on Twitter, where there's people that follow me on Twitter that I know would be interested in going to something like that, mm-hmm. but we don't have the opportunity to um attend things like that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point actually. Um, with regards to the audience, um, I'm not sure how they pick them. You know, because it was quite interesting because. I don't know if I agreed with them even being there because they were quite distracting a lot of the time. Mm. Um, they were just clapping after every sentence mm. and then they were laughing, um, which I guess is kind of a good thing because it kind of showed you what that they didn't really believe in either one of them because mm. they laughed at both of them in yeah. different aspects of the debate. Um, with regards to... Um, do we need them? I mean, constitutionally, like legally, like... It's very Americanized. Mm. Um, we're a parliamentary democracy. We um, elect MPs based on like a party manifesto. It's mm. not like we're directly electing a leader. Mm-hmm. So I think the problem there is that we kind of forget about local campaigning and grassroots mm. and we then just focus on Jeremy Corbyn or Boris. And it's quite unfair, really, because after the debate, Everything will just be on poll, all the polls and all that extra stuff will just be on, oh, um, um, Boris is going to be 13 points ahead. Oh, um, he looked more statement like, oh, Jeremy this or Boris that. And like, you actually forget, like, there are people on the ground, like candidates on the ground that are doing so much work in order to get elected. And they're kind of being pushed aside because it's Jeremy versus Boris. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not really sure how I feel about that. That's a really, really fair point. And I mean, and that was one of the questions that I was going to ask is that you know do does this kind of format reduce um you know reduce the 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 um the, you know this to a personality contest rather than a real focus on policies and content and actually what 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 the parties stand for well i don't really feel like 
Boris Johnson has a personality from being You fair. say that, you know, because many people but that's, love that. Yeah, but I know. They in, love, because of people, the per- per personality. Yeah, but then a lot of people like Donald Trump, but look yeah. at him, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Um, just because they they think he's per- he's got a personality doesn't mean he actually has one. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like it's down to everybody's perception as mm-hmm. well. There's like some people feel like Jeremy Corbyn is not charismatic and stuff like mm-hmm. that. However, he has a very his personality is you know he's like the, the quiet like he will speak out in situations, but he's like the quiet man, the the man that's um, principled and all that kind of stuff so it depends on you know what you like in terms of personality styles yeah. anyway so and is it i mean is personal are personalities important and do i mean do you think that that's what the electorate are more concerned do you think that that resonates more i mean it's quite popularist in the sense is that it's the the, the personalities that stand out rather than the content and the policies i don't think that i think the media have portrayed it in that way mm. yeah you're right. i feel like um when we're looking at leaders we should be they need to be personable first and foremost mm. they need they shouldn't be like socially awkward or whatever and um i don't i don't feel like jeremy corbyn's like that i don't know how you feel about boris but they shouldn't be socially awkward um but we should be looking at them like especially a lot of the leaders they have voting records and stuff like that we mm. should be looking at their voting records mm. we should be looking at things that they've said in the past mm. especially when they have been in public office um and um you know be using that when we want to make our um, informed choices as well as the policies that they put forward mm. yeah i agree um i think it depends on i feel like it changes with like each election like cycle because i mean when it was like um cameron and Gordon Brown like I think that one was very like focused a lot on personality as well Mm because if you compare them they have like contrasting personalities Mm -hmm. and David Cameron was seen as this young you know man and he was uh, charismatic and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and then you compared him to Gordon Brown who was the complete opposite to him um so I think like in that in that in that election it was very much like personality as well um but I do, I, I agree with you as well. Like, I don't think it should, the focus should be on personality because personality is not what's going to lead the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, it's it's another really Americanized thing about being presidential because with presidential as well, they do focus a lot on personality, which is why they actually do those debates because they are appealing directly to, um, um, to the voters because that is who, I mean, the voters are voting directly for the, um, for the president, not in our our case where we're just voting for MPs and then you know the overarching thing makes them the prime minister Mm -hmm. so it's difficult in that sense because obviously Mm -hmm. you do care about who you want to be prime minister um but also it's that balance of MP and prime minister at the same time like Mm. you have you can't really it's hard to distinguish between one and the other like for some people when it comes to like voting um they'll be like oh i don't like jeremy or i don't like boris but you're you're, exactly you're not (laughs) voting for them because those would be the people that will speak out the first if they Mm -hmm. don't like something that the mp um that will be elected will do um in the constituency or something it's like well then you should have read about what they're doing their um, voting records previously um if they're new candidates like see what they're about yeah. like don't just focus on jeremy and boris because you're gonna have that um member of parliament representing you effectively so you need to think about them mm. but do you feel like because i know like in certain constituencies they they regularly have um hustings yeah. so hustings are like 
many debating events um, where the candidates of all the different parties standing in your local constituency um, go head to head and debate specific policies that are, um, you know, very important to people in that area. Mm. Um, So I feel like maybe then with hustings, it needs to be advertised better. Yeah, you're right. Um, so that more people have access to mm-hmm. um, to hustings because I know we, I know about hustings. You guys will probably know about mm-hmm. hustings because we're part of our parties, you know, or we work for MPs yeah. or, or we're candidates it's ourselves. True. Whereas just normal members of the public don't have access to this information. And I think we should be better at advertising stuff mm-hmm. like that and or have many more. So different communities different yeah. people you know of all ages of all races of all um um religion etc you know come come and um listen to mm. what the um what the local mp or not local mp the local candidates have got to say yeah, yeah you're right and also have a chance to ask questions yeah, yourself which exactly. you don't get with a t- television debate yeah, you just exactly. get to shout at the telly you don't mm, get a chance to yeah, e- yeah. really engage yeah, i agree right yeah I agree. yeah I agree. I agree. So, should we should we talk more specifically about the ITV um, election debate? So, just to give an overview, if anyone didn't know about it or didn't see it, um, there was a ITV debate between uh, Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn, um, and there was also a separate uh, interviews uh, with other leaders of other parties, um, the Lib Dems, the SNP. Brexit Party and the Greens. Mm-hmm. I missed anyone out there? No. no. <laughs> okay. Just those um, so yeah, I mean, what like let's let's really I I really want to interrogate this TV debate. And I think I mean <laughs> I mean we've kind of covered some stuff already, yeah. but I think I really would like to us to look at specifically um this debate yeah. in terms of the format, because it doesn't have to be this format. There's many sort of different ways yeah, we could yeah. do a, a TV debate. So what did you think about? the format um i didn't like it mm. um i felt like um as i said before it was like a house of commons debate like mm. it was you know pmqs boris versus mm. corbyn i felt like um especially during an election period um and as this is a general election period all the parties um, should have been represented on that stage i didn't like the separate interviews at the end i felt like that was out of order mm. um at the end of the day, there's a lot to play for in this general election. Mm. I felt like it's important that, you know, the li- the Libs had their voice. The Libs, I keep, I'm talking as if I'm talking to my friends. The Lib Dems, <laughs> the Greens, the Brexit Party, I'm not going to lie, I'm not really too fond of them. But obviously they need to be on the stage as well. SNP, even like Polite mm. and all these other um, political parties um, that we have should have been on the stage to to discuss their policies as well and, and it probably would have had to be um had to have been longer but it yes. was kind of two hours anyway because you already had the the one hour for the um interviews with the other leaders so i just in that in that sense i didn't really like the format i just felt like it was i, I didn't feel like it was inclusive oh uh, yeah i definitely agree with you jan um i thought that it was just a waste of my time really um it was very rushed um each candidate didn't really have enough time to actually go into a full debate um on this on the topics um it wasn't even really a variety of topics obviously it was just a typical brexit 
NHS a couple of funny questions and other questions like after. Mm. Um, I think it was definitely ITV's fault with regards to the format yeah. because I mean, um, I'm hoping that all the other news networks don't do the same thing um, because like you were saying, it was Boris versus Jeremy. So a bit of like it was a House of Commons um, kind of style. So it was very presidential mm. instead of if it wanted to be like a parliamentary debate, then like you said, include everyone in that debate as well, regardless of whether you think they have a chance of being um, prime minister or not. It's not about that because I think what we realised from the 2017 election is that a lot of people, um, a lot of voters are volatile and the rate at which they were switching from party to party increased. So having representation from every other party mm. would just allow people to kind of see what their options are. Cause mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just the Conservatives and it's not just the Lib Dem um, and it's not just Labour. There are numerous other parties that could mm. represent their views yes. and they could potentially want to vote for them. But because they don't really have that platform to kind of express themselves in the same way that Jeremy and Boris did, then it's kind of unfair. I mean, the interviews afterwards were just, it was a bit pointless. Like, what was the point of that? I didn't like it. It was was a bit pointless. But then again, again, like you were saying, it it would have to be longer because one hour would not be enough to accommodate for all the, for the number of people Mm. um, on that stage. Um, I didn't really like that there were, you know, adverts in the, I I just felt the whole thing was, it was just badly, it was just badly organised. And I think that then um, affected Boris and Jeremy and the debate that they could have affected Effectively in that time frame. Um, so I don't think they ha- both had the opportunity to really go in depth with mm. any of the conversation. So that's why it was very like soundbitey and not really any substance to it. Yeah, no, it, it seemed a bit X-factor-ish to me, like a kind of a bit like a game show. The first thing I thought that was my first impression was like, it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's like, you know, there's this <laughs> yeah, like yeah, bout yeah. between dun. like these two yeah. leaders. And it, it just it really... I mean, just really makes politics like like almost like a pop show, like a pop star, like a contest between between mm, pop stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's done like again. It's hard to know whether TV station like like somewhere like ITV think that the electorate just has such a short attention span. So they just got to keep it fast, keep it fast paced, mm. keep it moving. Or is it is it a, a literally a dumbing down of uh, I th- political discourse? Sorry, I think oh. yeah that um. When it comes to election periods, I feel like people actually sit down for two hours and watch a debate. Mm. We've had we had um 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 the BBC debate was it in twenty seventeen? I think that was really I think that was like an hour and a half, and that has like um majority of the the, uh, the candidates, and that was quite long. But people really people mm. watched it. I feel like when it comes to things like that, people will watch it, and it's not yeah. them reading. Mm-hmm. Is them listening So even if they Have a short attention span um, They have a short attention span What they will do Is probably get up Do something And listen to it in the background But yeah. you're, but they're still taking it in mm-hmm. um, right. So I feel like If I just feel like If you want to make These decisions Talk to different people Don't just talk to You know the uh, a lot of white people etc talk to ethnic minorities you know Mm. talk to young people talk to older people talk to working class people middle class people upper class talk to everyone and ask them okay you know or do like a survey what sort of style um Mm. what sort of style would you like you know um for another um if we were to have another tv debate just because you can't just assume that people want that and i'm not gonna lie i I just didn't like that 
mm. debate. And I, like you said, Queen, I felt like it was pointless because mm. I just felt like I was watching House of Commons debate yeah. again. I think like the debates weren't for us, like the voters. Um, I think it was actually just for the media mm. and like news outlets. It's more so for them mm. so that they can then have like a catchy story and then they could like have all their opinion polls about this one debate and they can have their th- their think pieces Um, who would make a better prime minister, Jeremy or Boris, who was good with regards to this and that. Like, I don't really feel like it was for the voters in, mm. in, in that sense because of the way that they set it up. I just don't feel like it was was supposed to be beneficial for voters because I don't re- I might be wrong but I don't think like in terms of policy mm. it was going to change anyone's minds in terms of how they spoke um and how they came across um potentially you could change people's minds because if you fumbled or you didn't do it too well you could probably skew someone to um a different party but I don't feel like there was anything life-changing that mm. I hadn't heard before yeah. in that debate so that's why I think like it was pointless like yeah. I think that they should rather be canvassing than doing that yeah. debate because you would have more um conversations with people to be or honest. at least wait till after the manifestos had been released yeah. then rather because obviously they're not really gonna go on the platform when their manifesto has hasn't been released and start speaking on things on on their manifesto yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just don't understand why they decided to do it on that date. Yeah, I, I I always wonder like why they choose like specific dates. Like, is like this is a date important with regards to like these these things? And also, I feel like you know you're right with regards to like the manifesto, like making sure that something tangible could have been said in the debate. I feel like it was yesterday. Boris like apparently like let slip or something that like he was gonna increase the national insurance threshold from. 8,000 or something to 12,500. Personally, in my opinion, I feel like the debate would have been a good place to say that because then you're moving and you're driving your campaign forward and you're informing people about Mm. something different. Like everything that was in that debate, I felt like I'd heard it before. It was nothing new, nothing informative, nothing that I could have learned that I wouldn't have known otherwise from like reading and uh, like something in the news or something or even like a House of Commons debate or something. Mm. Like I felt like that would have been a good opportunity to say those things. But then again, was that because of time restraint or what? I don't know. Mm. so it's just yeah that it was it was just basically was a bit of fluff essentially Mm. that was probably just a a content drive for for media and a little bit of hype to get a little bit of something to talk about for a few days but actually really wasn't informative um and I mean that was going to be one of my questions you kind of touched on it Queen when you, you know does that format can it change minds can it make minds um I mean, I think myself, I think potentially, mm. I think it has it has the potential to do that because as you're exposing people to, um, you know, leaders and then the policies, you know, this is in, if it's informative, I think it, it has that potential. But I don't, I think this particular debate and this particular mm. format just did not meet that. Yeah. I feel like things were mentioned, obviously a lot of the stuff that um, were mentioned had been said days before mm. and weeks mm. before already. Um, however, like I want to talk, kind of go into like what Boris, some of the things that like, Boris was saying. Boris was kind of got on my nerves because he kept with these slogans yes. like "get break every little thing, get Brexit done." Okay, but we're asking you a specific question about the NHS. We're asking you a specific question about some about leadership and trust, and you're still bringing it back to Brexit. Like, mm. stop that. 
Yeah, mm. every like, single thing. Every, yeah, he brought it back to Brexit, yeah, and yeah. I don't. And it's so cringy. Like, listen, we understand you. That's your tagline, but you don't need to say. Just be, just be relatable to members of the public, and just answer the question. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And even like when he was saying things like um, dither and delay and deadlock and division, and so I was just like, okay, stop with your. Um, Slogans Like mm. just You know Whereas with Corbyn I think Corbyn said not, um, For the many Not the few I don't know how many times He said that But he, I don't think I, he said it even he No he, he said He said he, he said um, it once Something about We're billionaires We're a country of billionaires And poor so Yeah so like that was That was in his opening stage, um, Statement I think he said something about um, For the many Not the few I might be mistaken yeah. um, However he tried to answer the question as much as he can. And then when it was thrown back to Boris, literally every single sentence was, get Brexit done. We've heard you. Uh -uh, It's not that deep. Come on. Allow us to breathe. The power of slogans, though. Again, the power. Yeah, the power of slogans is good. But with with the get Brexit done, everybody is tired of Brexit. So you continuing to say, get Brexit done, get Brexit done. But but I guess that's why, that's why he says that. Because it's it's a sense, that's what it plays into is that, Mm. look, everyone, Everyone's tired of Brexit. So look, just mm. let's get it done and yeah. then we can stop talking about it. Okay, but and he I had guess- the opportunity before the October the 31st and did it happen? So mm. he always, he, you, he's forgetting that for, for things to go through, you need a parliamentary majority. If you don't have that, how are you going to get Brexit done? It doesn't make sense. Stop mm. saying that. Mm. Like, if you're going to say that, put a disclaimer. Yes, get Brexit done. However, it depends on the parliamentary <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was an awful laugh. However, it depends on the parliamentary um, um, the parliamentary majority. Do you know what I mean? And that's one thing that really irritates me about MPs and political parties. They put out policies, and they know some of the the policies they put out. They can't just do it themselves. It has to go through Parliament. Let people know, like, okay, this is our time scales. This is we're gonna try and achieve it by this 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 Mm. year. We're gonna try and um do it by this time, whatever. Also let people know that, oh, um, you know, this policy will happen, but it depends on parliamentary, um, the parliamentary process. Because mm. when you promise something and you don't deliver it, you get defeated. People are not going to be like, oh, yeah, it got defeated. People are not going to understand that. People are just going to be like, well, um, you said you were going to do it and you didn't do yeah. it. But I guess that that's how he that's how he's framed the whole thing is to blame that on Parliament, mm. to blame that on Jeremy mm. Corbyn. Um, that's true. And mm. I think that's how that's exactly why that sloganeering that you know get Brexit done. Oh, that's it's to cut through um, and and really push the idea that look if you, if you want Brexit done, you need to give me a majority so that I can do it. Mm. And in a way, that is very similar to Theresa May's campaign in 2017. Um, you know, that was the strong the strong and stable slogan as we remember, yeah. um, which really did backfire in the end. The thing is, yeah, the slogan wasn't bad. It's because she didn't the thing with slogans is that you actually need to like tell a story about it. Yeah. And that's why like Donald Trump was so great with his um what was it? Um Make America Make America Great because he sold Americans a story. He sold them a story that, you know, um there's economic shortcomings, you know, security issues to the great America, um, immigration problems. Like he sold America a story and um and and engage them in politics with this slogan that will show them that look I'm going to be the person for change and he created like um he made um Hillary Clinton seem as if she was part of the establishment so she couldn't win this election so I think that's also what Boris is trying to do as well like 
with the whole um, get Brexit done, he's telling a story, especially because a lot of people are politically um, disengaged. They don't really engage Mm. with politics. So you really need these catchy slogans to really kind of, and that's why they're so repetitive and they keep like drilling them into people's minds because once you sell that story, like it's actually it for your your opposition. And like, I think that's the same thing with what Jeremy did in 2017 with the um, not the many, not for the, not for, for the, the many, many not, not the few. few kind of thing. Like he sold this story about um, making radical changes that he wasn't afraid to make radical changes to improve the lives yeah, of um, poorer many. people. Yeah. And that really did sell for a lot of people. So I think, especially with like slogans, once you sell the public your story and you get it right, then it literally does sink in with them. And that's why they keep going on. But it's annoying. It's frustrating because it's so boring as well. Like, why do you have to keep going on about it every two seconds? But I that's, guess... No, but that's the reason. No one's saying don't use slogans. I think slogans are good. But after every single question, must you say that? That's like, Imagine if Corbyn kept saying, for the many, not the few, after every single... Yeah. Th- that would be really annoying. It is, it's actually annoying. And it just... It just Stops you from getting, and I feel like it's like a cop out as well. He doesn't know what to, he doesn't know what to say about certain policies, so he's he's going off tangent. So the, the best way to stop him from saying it is say get Brexit done. So his yeah. advisors have, I think, because that's his strength. Well, not his strength, mm-hmm. but strength Brexit win. is his strength in the sense that he's very good at talking about Brexit and he's very good at criticizing Jeremy and Labour on their Brexit policy and stance. Yeah. So that's why he has to. That's why he's comfortable with making sure that Brexit is mm. in every single sentence because he's it's become a Brexit kind of election. And like you said, it's his strength. So that's the main thing that is mm. going to kind of drive the force of the conversation. But, then but if, it's not necessary in every single sentence. But then if that's, your, if that's his strength, then he's not fit to govern because that's not the only thing that mm. once Brexit is done and stuff, that's not the only thing that we're going to be focusing yeah. on. It's we're going to be focusing on other things. So I feel like he, he should show his strengths in other ways by talking about yeah, other policies. Don't just be talking about Brexit. Whereas with Corbyn, our stuff is usually like the NHS, you know, workers' rights, etc, etc, which which are which the we, things that wait, he uh, spoke <clears throat> about. Sorry, I, sorry. On, oh, yeah, you go. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that's kind of what we we talked about as well before mm-hmm. we, we kind of, before the election, well, when the election was announced, that the Conservatives would definitely try to make this all Brexit, about Brexit yeah. and make this a Brexit um, yeah. election. And Corbyn would, or Labour would focus this on a domestic policy yeah. and actually as a, where we go from here, going forward in terms of what, what our country is going to look like, um, which Brexit... Yeah, obviously it's linked. Yeah, it's it's linked because like I guess he's trying to or they're trying to say it, and the because of the uncertainty, because of Brexit being in this, we don't understand what's kind of going on. Yeah. He, that's why he's kind of relating everything back to Brexit because oh, mm, the, um, this is suffering. Oh, because Brexit is. Yes. we don't know anything about Brexit. Oh, this is suffering. Oh, that's because Brexit is this. Mm. Uh, um, there's crime on the street. Oh, that's because Brexit hasn't been sorted. So if we get Brexit done, then everything else will just fall into place. I don't know, but I kind of feel I like hear that, what you're saying. That's kind of like the you, you know I had a. Doing. I, and I completely agree. I think that's exactly the strategy. Um, but it reminds, someone said, I think I saw something on Twitter that it reminds me of like um, like a, a used 
car salesman you know like where there's a pressure to buy it right now yeah. like you know no 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 if you don't get it right now yeah you're gonna lose this deal right you know you're gonna lose and there's That's this pressure and then this idea that somehow this is something this is this is a massive constitutional change yeah. and actually what what should have been done is that we should have had a broad consensus through parliament working to cross party working together to do this if this is what we were going to do um rather than this kind of just pushing something through yeah. when clearly there isn't the 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 parliamentary consensus yeah. for it like and I, and I think in terms of bringing the country together around this issue and I'm you know I'm a remainer I really don't want to do this at all but the sense but there is a way potentially to do this in a way that brings everyone together and I just think this way of discussing this really big issue um is so divisive mm. and and also I do think there's that sense in which that forced like oh, we've got to do this quickly. If we don't do this right now, you know, I think I'm very, very suspicious about that. And I think the electorate should be very, very suspicious about that. It's almost like just sign here and then everything's going to be fine. And I really, what what is the the rush? I mean, if it's going to be done, then why not get more consensus and... I think that's the whole point of this election that he's trying to... Well, Well, yeah. You know, they're trying to see who wins and who's going to get the majority so they can get... So they can smash and grab. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, let's just. I mean, I. I mean, let's touch on a little bit because I mean, obviously, we did. We've we've discussed a lot about um Boris and Jeremy and mm. um, you know, this being a two party. This is essentially a two party race. Um, and this really speaks to our electoral system. I mean, let's just touch briefly. I mean, what. I mean, obviously, as a Green, I, I definitely think we need electoral reform um, and so that votes really matter. Um, and I think this elec- this this TV debate really um, cemented the first past the post. But are you, I mean, as a Labour, Jen, are you, are you for electoral reform? Listen, I'm for electoral reform because I just don't think that we should be a two-party system. Mm. Although it benefits my party, which yes. I like. I still feel like it's unfair, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it just makes people not want to vote. I felt like if the if we had a better um, voting system, so maybe like some form of PR, um, then um, it could encourage, voting turnout could be different. It might increase. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Queen. I mean, it's difficult. Like. I'm wondering what it would change to because I don't feel like PR is even the best alternative as well because that in itself is quite complicated. And with like first past the post, like people like like easy stuff and like PR is not easy. Like I think they had of PR. yeah, I know, I, I I agree. I feel like if we're gonna reform it, there needs to be more. I think there needs to be more. They need to look into it more. Like yeah. I feel like also the problem is is that they're saying that because we had that. Um, was it that referendum, referendum in yeah. 2011 that that's what the public want yeah. and that's that like we've already spoken about it and that's what we're gonna do um and I don't really see like the major parties wanting to change it because oh. obviously it benefits them and it ensures like well most of the time not always that there's like a single mm. party majority kind of thing mm. um but yeah I mean it hasn't I, I done in recent it, years yeah um but yeah it does kind of push aside like parties that are offering a good alternative to this two-party system yeah, and, it, and 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 it, and it makes 
voters kind of disengage with politics because they kind of feel like, well, my vote doesn't really count yeah. because of X, Y, and yes. Z. So you, if you're trying to engage more with the electorate, then you need to do it in a way that actually involves them. But first past the post is cheap and it's less bureaucratic. That's what these two, that's what the two main parties are going to see it like. That's, mm. But obviously there's more to the story, but yes. they don't really want to, they're not, they're not going to dwell into that and they're not going to try and change a system that benefits yes. them personally. Yeah. Um, I don't feel I, like they're going to do that. I feel like this, this we could get into a whole show on this. Yeah. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to touch on it. Coming weeks. But yeah, yeah, I definitely think we need to discuss this a little bit more um, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, so just to round this up, because I do want us to talk about online sure. abuse as well. But I just before we move on, I just wanted to touch on um, obviously the controversy with the CCHQ. Jesus is Lord. Um, with the fact checker controversy online. Um, and then also just touch on about how this might feed into the seven principles of public life. Mm. They are always disgracing me at CCHQ. Like, <laughs> the person who oh, did that, God. they should end up in McDonald's. <laughs> the, the, the digital, oh, they are always embarrassed. Oh my God. No, I'm actually so frustrated. Like they're all, this is not the first time in the last few months that they've been disgracing me like this. And I can't keep sticking up for them. Like, honestly, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like I'm always, I, mean, I can't keep doing this. Like what, what on earth would make you think that this was a smart thing to do? And like, that's the problem with CCHQ. I feel like they honestly, the whole thing needs to be reformed, like change the whole thing Stop up. Trying. You need to remove half of the people in that building and preach mm, it and, and, and switch things up because, and that's the problem. Like when you, once you do that kind of thing, you're allowing people to have a, um, a specific view on the party. And, and it's just, it's so frustrating and it, it's, I can't even, <laughs> no, I'm actually so annoyed that they did this. Mm. And the fact that they were now, justifying it and saying that they needed to do this. So basically what they're saying is that they can't use their own press office to combat Corbyn's lies um, without claiming to be a fact check. So what does that say about them then? Or what they could do is something similar to what Labour did. Labour did inside the UK, which is kind of like a fact fact checker against what Boris Johnson is saying. It's associated with the Labour Party. It says it in the Mm. bio. However, it's not the Labour Party, the Labour press mm. team is not doing that. Maybe they, if they did something similar like that, nobody would have had a go. But the fact that they took the fact checker picture and put um, fact check, and even like um, the fact checking independent charity, what's it called? Full fact. Yeah, yeah. They even released a statement and they were like, That's no, this is unacceptable. Like That's you can't do something like that. Um, and just the fact that there were, you know, candidates and the the party chairman was um you know in support of it i was just like what the hell just put your hands up and own up and said you 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 effed up do you know what i mean just say that like don't act as if you know it's okay because this is how they came to do with um the the editing of um, what um what's his name said um of keir starmer Mm. and he they said oh yeah it's fine like, oh, I can't. You know what? I think everyone was moving mad during that election <laughs> debate. Did you guys see that tweet um, that Alistair Campbell did? What he said about beating someone like no. So he basically like in the good spirit of you know uh, CCHQ changing their name to uh, whatever they changed it to, he changed his name to Boris Johnson. Excuse what I'm about to say next, but I can't believe this guy actually told you this. He basically said. Um, just uh, something along the lines of just popping for a quick uh, post debate shag. shag. Yeah, that's what I said. Beat. Yeah. Oh, beat. yeah. Like <laughs> not not beat as in punching. Yeah, yeah. I mean beat as in <laughs> sexual intercourse. <laughs> 
Mate, everyone was moving mad. Like, it, I have to say, I thought the response was really, I mean, it kind of feeds into actually what Barack Obama said recently, which I don't agree. And I don't want to get onto that. But in terms of essentially what he said is that the internet or the online sphere has essentially been colonized by the left. Um, mm. And in a way, I think he's right, because actually it just speaks to the fact that like the conservatives just cannot seem to operate on this online sphere and cut through and they keep doing things that are just so like it just they just and they you can see that someone somewhere thought this was a really good like this would be a really good laugh it's a really good and it's just so like no guys don't get it but I love the way Everyone flooded the internet with yes, everyone yes. called themselves fact checker. Everyone changed their profile picture. Oh, even some people changed their names to Good Morning Britain. Stop it. <laughs> it's actually embarrassing. I saw that. They're just making everyone a laughing. Well, well, maybe they need to hire some good, credible people. Yeah, in they CCH do. That's they need to because maybe you should go and work there. Nope. Well, to be fair, to be fair, they've got all the mainstream press. They just haven't got the internet. Yeah, because the internet were just like, no, what are you doing? Like, so yeah, but yeah, you were talking about um the seven principles of public life. Yeah, Yeah. that was just not honest, not integrity, no integrity, no integrity and stuff. And the fact that they didn't take, yeah, they 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 didn't take accountability for what they did was just really frustrating because. That that's one of the seven principles of public life. Once you once you become a member of parliament, or once you work in a public um, mm, in the public same. sector, you are you you are you initially need to like be by, you're bound by these principles, mm-hmm. and for you not to be able to show accountability. For me, it's just stressful. And the yeah. thing is, if they had said, oh, we're sorry for mm. what we did, I'm telling you, yeah, so many people, even someone like myself, we, I would have been like, do you know what? I respect that. Thank yeah. you. Honestly, that's it. But they, it's just, just like, I don't know why petition, um, politicians don't ever want to own up to the stuff that they do. It's like when you're a little kid and, you know, you do something wrong and then you just say, oh, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Yes, it was you. <laughs> when we basically saw you stealing something. Do you know what I mean? That's you how I, me that's, on the that's, counter. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how I literally, that's yeah. how I literally yeah, see it yeah. like mm. just we're grown-ups yeah. just own up to the stuff that you've done and everybody will let it go when you lie sometimes that affects you as well that okay you said oh yeah like you didn't see anything wrong with it when you see stuff like people just gonna be like mm, so if you didn't see anything wrong with that what else are you not exactly. seeing mm. what else are you seeing that could be wrong that you're saying that there's nothing wrong with that yes. so how can we trust you to lead the country if you're yes. doing you know this I mean? kind of thing because you're deceptive so that means you're going to be deceptive with your po- oh come yes. on so that's how people will see things and yes. you know and yes. yeah in just hand. yes so anyway this is yes anyway, Queen, this is your party so <laughs> I mean, I could cuss them all day long, but... Me too, but I don't want to get into that. (laughs) This is the consensus. No. So, um, I mean, these are really juicy, juicy topics. I really feel like we could uh, talk about this so much more, but um, I'm I'm aware that we're we're running out of time. So I want us to move on um, to online abuse. Um, So at the start of this election, um, it it became obvious that it was a lot of women standing down um, from from standing. And also, um, you know, in terms of the way uh, women are targeted uh, so much more um, for abuse, um, women in public life, that's in all public life, but particularly in politics. Um, and an interesting, you know, as a segue to accountability, I feel like what's happened in the online sphere is real accountability has been replaced with this kind of um, 
this kind of pillory type of politics where we can just throw sling mud at people yeah. and that's a that's a way in which we can kind of get our voices heard and get um you know but unfortunately in this crossfire it's women that are suffering the most particularly black women um and bme women um and so in response to this, um, we decided to write a letter and begin a campaign um, to raise awareness around this and to also get other candidates involved and other people in the public sphere involved and to sign up to the idea that they would not encourage this and do everything in their power um, to protect women um, in public life. Um, and the hashtag is called Let Her Stand. Um, so please, um, if you go onto our Twitter page, um, on our Instagram, um, again, the handle is at the underscore consensus underscore, take a look at our pinned tweet, um, take a look at the letter. Um, we have some actions for you. Um, so please, please, please go and check out the letter, have a read. And if this is something that you feel very passionate about and you really want to, um, get more done in this area, then at your candidate. And ask them to sign the letter. We really want more people to sign up to this. Um, and, you know, really covering th three main principles, um, which is to support women in public life, um, to not encourage abuse. So where you see it, discourage it, call it out. Um, and to also show respect because we are all discussing different ideas. We we all have slightly different opinions. We're coming from slightly different um, perspectives. And there is a way in which we can have difference of opinion and also have respect mm. for each other. Um, so these are our three principles. But I mean, let, let's talk a, a little bit about that. I mean, do, do you feel like the like online um, platforms are doing enough to combat um, abuse online? Um, I think more can always be done. Um, I think there's still the issue of people being being able to hide behind um, an, an an anonymous page, and they can create multiple pages and they can continue to just hurl abuse at people. I think it would be good to kind of remove that um, hiding behind anonymous pages because that's where most of them are really mm. happening. And mm. also, I feel like they really need to, especially like Twitter, for example. I think they really need to get into grips with who they are verifying as well um, because they are verifying a lot of... I mean, some of the accounts they're verifying are also spewing um, hate and abuse towards mm. um, politicians especially. Yeah. So you're kind of giving them that platform as well to kind of think that, yes, I can do this because I am blue tick verified as well. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot, a lot more does need to happen and a lot more does need to change in that kind of sense. Yeah, I agree. I'm, um, I, th I think I can't remember when it was, but Diane Abbott spoke on this, mm. um, and she was saying how she felt like you know, you know, she feels that people should be able to keep their um anonymous their identity anonymous. However, when they're signing up or um yeah, when they're signing up, they have to use like a real. Um, real de details so that Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram can have these details to hand. So if someone is um, spewing abuse, it makes it easier for the police mm. to catch the perpetrators. And I think that's that's a really good um, mm. thing for them to do. Also, just talking about that, um, a few just before I think just after Parliament um, dissolved, ministers um, 
actually wrote to social media companies asking them to uh, do a one-stop shop source, which meant that, you know, candidates and like maybe their agents could have a number um, where they can call um, um, call someone who had access to like all the media platforms or whatever mm. and say to them, listen, this has been tweeted, this has been posted mm. on Facebook, this is what's been going on Instagram and ask them to remove it quickly because I know like when reporting when you report stuff on Twitter it's really it takes a long time Mm. for them to get back to you Mm. and I get that they're reviewing it and stuff like that but if we're telling you someone's impersonating a politician or someone's Mm. um, spewing hate and stuff like that yeah you that should be you know you know you give us options and we've told you that's what it is why are you not taking it down straight away Mm. why are you waiting for days or hours before you do that and I feel like you know the ministers doing that was a good thing mm-hmm. um you know also asking them for um to really like narrow down their terms and conditions about you know people breaching um t- sorry um narrowing down the their narrowing down what the policies are for the social media platforms mm. and you know the terms and conditions of people breaching um those um policies mm-hmm. and i think that um it was a good thing. However, why wait till just before the general election? Why couldn't this have been done a while back? Because this online abuse stuff has been going on yeah. for 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 months, like not for months, yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. Because that's like how Amnesty brought out a report mm-hmm. in was it twenty eighteen, which said that Diane Abbott yes. got forty five percent of the um forty five percent of abusive tweets all, of all online online abuse. abusive tweets six weeks leading up to the. 2017 general election that is mad 45 that's almost 50 percent it that is it's unbelievable it's actually i mean it's just really like i feel like we just need to like meditate on that statistic for a moment and just in terms of like yeah how i just want to say absolute respect and solidarity to diane abbott Mm -hmm. man um incredible really in the face of yeah, unparalleled levels of Trump. abuse. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, and it's not even just her that receives abuse. Obviously, yes. there's yeah. people like um, Luciana Berger. As a yes. Jewish woman, she's received yeah. so much abuse. So like, much. you know, she's had threats. You know, I remember seeing one that really got my nerves where they, where while she was pregnant, they said that they wanted to kill her baby or something like that, or her baby should just die. And I was just like, how dare people say things like, feel comfortable to say things yeah. like that. Imagine, like, I just don't understand what goes on. I mean, I think this just got got to, sorry. No, no, no. No, I was going to say, I I think this has just got to be a criminal matter. I just don't think there should be a separation between, uh, you know, that being an online thing and then, you know, something else. It's it's a criminal matter. And I think that's why, because people are able to hide behind the screen Mm, and do all the keyboard warrior things that they're able to say. Like, that is a trick. Like, can you imagine, like, you're... When you're pregnant, you're already, your emotions are already yeah, high. Yeah. And then you have people spewing hate because of your beliefs and and what you want to stand for because you're trying to make people's lives better. But people obviously don't agree with you. So they're just mm. going to spew hate instead. It's it's a tough one. And I can understand why people would be off put, like would not be, would be put off by yeah. joining um politi- the political <laughs> sphere because yeah. it can be toxic. Yeah, it, can, it really can. And it's really sad because... Out of the, I think it's like 59 or 60 MPs, 19 of them were women. Yeah. And it's really sad that a lot of them are standing down. And a lot of them was, um, were saying that it's because of the abuse yeah. that they're receiving, yeah. you know, their threats to their life, yeah. you know. And I know especially like um, female like female politicians, a lot of them now, um, the ones that were um, MPs, um, 
they they have like extra measures in their own their personal yeah, homes yeah, because yeah. of <clears throat> extra security, extra yeah. security because of you know all of this abuse, the whole Joe Joe Cox incident. Yeah. Like it's 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 just crazy, and yeah. we just need to do better by. Um, candidates, yes, you may not agree with them, but you can disagree with someone yes. respectfully. You don't Thank have you. to be aggressive. You don't have to be hurtful and stuff like that. Just say what you need to say about their policies or if you agree with them or just yeah. say, and let it go. Like, there's no need to be, you know, going overboard. Yeah, I think there's a real irony here um, that actually, you know, we need more women in politics and yet the the the, the climate it is putting uh, women off. Um, and that really speaks to actually what, what the climate is. Um, it's very febrile, very heated, mm, yeah. very high temperatures at the moment. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, if, you know, there's, there's so much more that we can do. Mm. Um, so again, I just want to say, encourage people, please um, have a look at our letter in terms of, uh, you know, us as consensus, that's, that's, that's why we have this platform, um, so that all of us from different parties can come together and, and also acknowledge that actually there's more that unites us than separates us. Mm. And we are allowed to have disagreements, but, you know, let's debate mm. let's have conversations let's let's disagree respectfully mm. um so I, again can i just say something jump quickly. in however even though yeah it's been a bit crazy in terms of like the abuse and stuff i've got some stats that i want to say so apparently <laughs> yeah this is this is this came from the house of commons um library um out of the 635 um candidates standing in this general election for the conservatives 192 of them are women Right. Out of the 631 candidates that um, Labour are standing, 335 of them are women. So that's more than half. Um, out of um, the Liberal Democrats, out of the 611 um, people there standing, there's 188 women standing. And the Green Parties, out of the 498 people there standing, there's 205 women. So there are a lot of women still yeah. standing, regardless of what's yes. been going on. There's yeah. still women standing, which is which That's is good. very which is very good. So apparently, this is the highest number of women wow. that are standing yeah. in the general election, like um, since yeah, because 2017 there wasn't that many, but since two, it beat the 2015 record, and that was the biggest record. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. really really good point. Thank you for adding that. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No no no. It's, no because it's, it is. It's, it's good to be balanced. It's good to be balanced because you know we 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 talk about these negative things actually and and actually let's celebrate where 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 we're getting things right. So. Yeah. Um, Oh, nice. Oh, that's a really nice positive place to end on. To end on. So, um, yes, go to our Instagram or our Twitter, check out the letter. Please get your candidates to sign it. Please, Um, please, 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 please. (laughs) You know. Yeah, let's raise awareness around this. Let's do something really, really positive. And um, and we just want to thank you again for listening. Um, remember where to find us and at us and tag us and get involved in the conversation. Always use the hashtag um, consent, cons- consent podcast. And then also let her stand for yes. our campaign. Let her stand. And... Um, Yes. Let her stand. Let her stand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, let her stand. And um and we will see you again very, very soon, um, continuing to discuss everything to do with the election and much, much more. Yes. So peace and love, everyone. See you again Thank soon. You. Thanks. Bye. Bye.